the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Powered by the Wall Street Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump has become the first U.S. president to attend the annual March for Life rally. He did so yesterday in Washington, addressing the crowd. Every life brings love into this world. Every child brings joy to a family. Every person is worth protecting. Meanwhile, the president's impeachment defense team finally gets a chance to begin presenting its defense today at the Senate. Republican Senator Rick Scott says the impeachment proceedings are purely political. What we've all seen is four days of just partisanship. This has been a very partisan process through this whole uh, charade. And Republican Senator John Barrasso says a presentation by House impeachment managers should be good enough without calling additional witnesses. They had a total of 24 hours over a three-day span to present their arguments many times over. This is SRN News. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Can't seem to make heads or tails of today's crazy markets? Madness. I'm Mark Pearson. Join me on Investing for Success every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. here on Business 1440. We'll shed some light on common investing mistakes and explore how you can find clarity in your investments. Investing for Success, brought to you by Nepsis Inc. Every weekday at 4 p.m. here on Business 1440, powered by the Wall Street Business Network. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe. And Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm Taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. I love that about working with Invergrove Hyundai. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Choose from an amazing variety of new Hyundais and experience the incredible customer satisfaction for yourself at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Smoked turkey pulled and tender, sauce to delight. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true, it's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous? and hopeful for a change. The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440, the new opener, the AOC edition. Um, And this will be, in fact, the AOC edition, because 
you need to hear in context. It's all people will always say, oh, "I can't wait to see." In fact, I think we have a cut of of her saying, "I can't wait to hear them clip that out of context." Uh, and so we're going to be fair to her. At least I hope we're fair to her. We're going to play her in two to three minute chunks for you. Uh, well, I, I'll take that back. We're not going to play her in two to three minute chunks. We're going to we're going to comment on on clips where you can hear three minutes of her at a time, but not all in one. Not, I mean, I'm going to respond as we go through this. Okay, so Wyatt has his finger on the on the on the trigger there to to start and stop these things, but. First of all, let me set this up, and let me uh, let me let me uh, take a few minutes to talk about what I want to do with this hour. Uh, earlier this week at St. Cloud State, we had a uh, we had a, a speaker come, Bob Lawson, um, who I had not met before. Ben Powell is his co-author, and they wrote a book called "Socialism Sucks," and it's kind of does it through thinking about food in particular about beer um and it causes me to reflect on on something that happened to me as as a young man uh i was in the chorus in high school you won't be able to tell from the voice i have today but at that time my voice had not changed and i was a tenor and could probably reach any high note that it, it, that was in the tenor range and probably most of the alto range to boot. Um, I couldn't sing soprano, but I was I was I could hit some pretty high notes, and I was a pretty good singer. I still am pretty good. I just I just happen to be a baritone now. My voice didn't really change until later on. Anyway, in the high school chorus, there were only two true tenors in the chorus. And we were invited to partake in a Nixon Ceausescu cultural exchange program into Romania in 1974. Nixon resigned from office while I was in Romania. Um, that's not a causative statement. That's purely correlation. Uh, and and. It was a fascinating experience because I had actually had already been over to Europe once when I went on the when I went on this Romania trip. It was three weeks. I had gone for a week to Paris as a fifteen-year-old, just to just as a, uh, a cultural uh, uh, program that was put on by my high school. We paid the princely sum at that time in 1972 of two hundred and thirty-three dollars for me to fly over to Paris stay in a hotel for a week. My meals were covered. I I think I took 50, 50 U.S. dollars with me um, and wasn't able to bring back much of anything in terms of gifts for people when I came back. My parents hadn't thought that part out. At any rate, um, at any rate, I'd already been to Europe once, but I hadn't been to Eastern Europe. And I recall specifically that when you're when you're a teenager in the seventies and you go to Europe, one of the things you want to do is say, "Hey, there's no drinking age here. I want to try the beer." And so I drank some of the beer in Romania. It was awful. I'm just gonna say it was awful. It was so awful that at one point we were in a in a sea town along the Black Sea. And because they had lots of visitors from Western Europe come to spend money there, their stores and their bars stocked Tuborg, Danish beer. And it was like night and day. Once you'd had the Tuborg, the local Romanian beer was simply undrinkable. And this is the point that uh, uh, that uh, Powell and uh, and uh, uh, Powell and uh, Lawson are making in their book is is partly the quality of the products you get in these places is really bad. You know, would you really like to drive drive uh, one of those nineteen uh, fifties cars in Cuba for fun? Sure, sounds like a blast. How would you like to rely on it to get to the grocery store every day, or get to work every day, or go see your sick mom every day? You wouldn't want that, but you don't have options there. And that was kind of the point the book makes. I've read part of the book. I've read the whole thing. 
I wasn't able to make it to the talk, but I can tell you, our we had about 150 people show up to hear Bob present this book. It and there are pictures on our. We have a campus television station. They they did a they did a piece on it, and there are pictures where one or two of our faculty, who come from countries that were part of the former Soviet bloc, get up and rail against the what he, they believe to be a caricature of the countries they came from. Well, I think there are caricatures in both directions. And one of the caricatures that I see frequently is the caricaturing of capitalism by people who frankly should know better. I know people who were the professors of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I don't know them well. We're not friends, but I know who they are. I know what they I know what they would teach. I'm pretty sure I I don't know that they put the hand, if they've got the if they face palm with some of the things she says, but I'm sure there I'm sure there's like a a a a besmirched um, smile from time to time from a few of them going, hey, you didn't learn that from me, <laughs> which is about as about as lightly as one could express dismay over hearing one of your former students say something that you disagree with. Well, you didn't learn that from me. So, at any rate, I want to pick up on these clips that uh, that were uh, sent. Let me go find. I got to go find these for us again. Um, do do do. I think this is uh, yes. Um, so, this week was, of course, the Martin Luther King holiday, and there are breakfasts held around the country, and they typically involve a statement about King's life and so forth. But they can, from time to time, become um, become a, a political platform. It happens more during presidential years. It, 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 she's not alone in doing what she did at this talk. She's being interviewed by Ta-Nisi Coates, a, uh, a, a, journalist, a, a journalist and a writer of color, who has been very outspoken about the uh, uh, plight of African Americans um, in society? He's the perfect person to actually have at one of these at one of these breakfasts. But because of the glamour uh, and the, the 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 popularity of of uh, Representative Ocasio Cortez, he has now had her on stage for two years in a row, and. They have a pretty good rapport on the stage. When I interview people here on the King Banyan Show, if there's somebody I know fairly well, you'll pick up on the fact that I'm asking questions based on I kind of know where this person is going to go, and I'm going to let them I'm going to let them go there, or it's going to be I I know this person will have something interesting to say about this topic. I'm going to just ask the question, let them go. I've always agreed with uh, my my friend Hugh Hewitt uh, over on uh, over on our sister station AM twelve A, the Patriot, when he says this is not a debate; it's an interview. Right. Well, I'm not the interviewer here. Coates is. He does a nice job of sort of giving her questions to run with, but I am going to do a little bit of debate with her here. So I want to start with this very first clip. We'll play a little bit of this to start, and then we're going to run through the rest of these. we got about nine, about between nine and ten minutes of, of her between these three clips. And I want to spend some time talking about them and actually making a case for how to actually talk about the socialism-capitalism debate. Because there are lots of ways we, we do that. Um, and, 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 and I'll relate it to the talk because I, I can tell, even though I wasn't there, I can tell some of the things that, uh, that uh, Dr. Lawson did uh, there as well. But let's play the – but she's asked a question about, about worker collectives, and I want to start with this. And, and, and at one point she says, how can Jeff Bezos help, help America, and, and starts with that. So this is that first clip that's titled Jeff Bezos – would turn Amazon into a worker collective, Wyatt. Go ahead and let's just start that and be ready to stop. So if you have a... 
I don't make widgets. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> I don't even like widgets. I avoid widgets. Um, if, if you have, um, so I'm not sitting here. Bill Gates is sitting here. Um, he's, you know, patting himself on the back. Has been mm-hmm. patted, you know, on the back, you know, for this the pledge to give away X amount of dollars. You, you have mentioned earlier that charity is insufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, that perhaps it shouldn't be, you know, uh, up to you in the first place to say, hey, I'm going to, of my own beneficence, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, give away X number of dollars or whatever. What can Billionaire Joe do right now? Right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I think to it's, not plague the world. <laughs> it's, an, it's an excellent, uh, I think it's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, stop right there. I want to talk about the question. Because billionaire plague the world is a very interesting construction. Right? He is setting her up to say something she's going to say in just a minute. It was in the opening as well. All right? So I just wanted to highlight that so that you hear it, and I'm I'm going to have Wyatt continue. I think that... That giving, it's, this is not to say that charity is wrong, right. but also it's important in who we give to. Mm-hmm. And we have to... It's also not a systemic answer. Right. Like and it's not a systemic answer, answer yeah. because yeah. if you're a billionaire and you want to do good, then I think what you need to do is advocate. First of all, change your business model. Mm. That's the first right. one. If Jeff Bezos... He doesn't have to be Amazon. If Jeff yeah. Bezos yeah. wants yeah. to be a good person, he turned Amazon to a walker, worker cooperative. Right. Stop there. Where it is hard to find, right? Ask yourself what what companies have become worker cooperatives and been as successful as Amazon, right? And you say, well, they won't make a billion dollars, but they're not evil. They're they're good companies. Let's point out how it is, in fact, that that Bezos gets money. He gets money by offering you a book or some or some other product, or he offers you his the the humongous amount of web storage space that he's created for Amazon. But he offers you something in return for cash. Nobody has a gun to your head to take that deal you are free to do business with somebody else workers have a choice whether or not to work there Bezos competes with others indeed here in St. Cloud we had we we are still having a debate over the fact that that a locally owned grocery store is upset that Costco moved here not because they were afraid of competition from Costco over the price of their products, but worried about the competition from Costco over what it would pay its workers. Costco, as a matter of policy, pays its workers $15 an hour. The local company says, well, we can't make money at that. Who's the evil one in that conversation? So just so, let's hold on right there because we need to take a break. We need to we need we we need to sell a few products. When we come back, we'll continue with this particular part of the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. 
Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. This is Michael Medved for Town Hall. A new study of the aging process demolishes one of the chief leftist claims about health care, that government control can eliminate inequality. The research, conducted by Harvard and University College London, looked at more than 25,000 people over 50 in the U.S. and the U.K. In both countries, subjects with higher net worth enjoyed an identical advantage of eight to nine disability-free years compared to those with little or no personal wealth. The results shocked experts who expected that Britain's highly touted government-funded National Health Service would produce more equal outcomes than the United States. Data strongly suggests the real difference in health and longevity reflect common patterns in both countries where the poor are far more likely to smoke, to consume unhealthy diets, to abuse drugs and alcohol, and shun regular exercise. In both America and Britain, health depends less on government programs than on lifestyle choices we can control. I'm Michael Medved. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. There is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Excellent choice, Wyatt. <laughs> King Banyan Show, this is fourteen forty. We're playing through the remarks of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on stage with Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, uh, at, uh, I want to say this was actually in Brooklyn, not, not necessarily in Harlem. Maybe it was in Harlem. I don't actually know where the, the record. I know it was somewhere in New York City. Uh, it's the best I can do for you. And it, there, this is a Martin Luther King conversation. And we've just set up the fact where... where uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez says you would be better off with a workers collective if Bezos changed into workers collective and I want you to think about this for a moment what do we think is the most scarce resource in the production of goods and services today I would argue that it must be in fact managerial technology Management is the most is the most scarce resource. Even though we're seeing those those numbers being pulled down, we just talked in the last hour about the fact that that managers are making less, and the production workers seem to be making seem to be, have their wages increasing faster right now. Um, I still believe that's the case. That and I would be happy to argue with with the representative that right now. The most scarce resource in the production of goods and services is effective management that can work in a very competitive environment in a global market. It's a much bigger skill set than the skill set that was needed by the by my classmates when we left when we left my college back in 1979. And we, I believe, we're doing a much better job training people these days, not just at the top business schools but at business schools around the world and that they're earning that that particular keep she thinks that a workers that workers collectively could make the same set of decisions that Jeff Bezos is making 
We'll talk more about that in a moment. Let's continue her clip there, Wyatt. Like, not what do I do with all of this money that I have created with this unjust system? And if usually if you're a billionaire, that means that you control a massive system. Mm. It means that you own oil supplies. Mm. It means that you control textiles. Mm. It means that you have a... You don't own oil supplies unless somebody sells them to you. You don't own textiles unless somebody sells them to you. As Don observed on, on Twitter during the break, so you're saying Bezos is, a, you know, is running a quid pro quo. You call it quid pro quo. I call it voluntary exchange. That's the nature of the system. But she goes deeper into this right about here, if I remember right. Continue massive labor force under your control and to be ethical if you're a billionaire today the thing that you need to do is give up control Mm. and power so i don't want your money as much as we want your power Mm. the people not me that's gonna get cut and clipped (laughs) it's all gonna get cut it's all gonna get cut and clipped stop Um, right there just to point out we're gonna we we've we've played that all in context. So you may have been cut and clipped, but everyone everyone heard the two minutes that ran up to that. So I don't know that you can I don't know that you can claim that at least from from this particular show. Continue. Um, but uh, <laughs> but seriously, if you we don't want to demand for a billionaire to fund this or that. What we want to demand is to change these systems, change the business model that has exploited so many people so that someone could have a billion dollars. I mean, how many people here have worked a minimum wage job or worked in hospitality or just straight up not know if they were going to make rent at Mm. the end of the month? Mm. And in the most advanced society and the most wealthy society, you know, it's not because there's a lack of resources. Mm -hmm. It's because we are dependent on a system that keeps most people Mm -hmm. um, at the the biting edges Mm -hmm. so that someone can have a helipad, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a personal one. So, yeah, I wanted to run that clip out. So, but, but worth noting, you know, resources are had in lots of different places there are research there are plenty of resources called diamonds in many parts of southern africa are they making those uh, how you know that's been a very different system there and the poor have been tremendously poor in many parts of southern africa to a much greater extent than a place that practices a form of market capitalism here in the United States. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk in a little bit about an even better example and doing a comparison between the system that I that you would think she wants and the system that she doesn't want from two countries that were pretty much equal in the nineteen fifties. I'll tell you what those are in a little bit. Let's go on to the second clip here. And actually, I believe now that I was listening to this again, this is only the fourth time I've listened to this. I now realize that's the that should have probably been the second one we played rather than the first. So the the second one on uh, titled on uh, capitalists don't deserve the wealth, uh, and it has this particular cut that you heard about making a million. Make you, you don't make a billion dollars; you take a billion dollars, which which sounds an awful lot like you didn't build that, right, from, from President Obama. You didn't, you didn't build that. Let's go ahead and play. Let's at least start this second clip. We're going to have to take a break in a few minutes, but I think we can start this at least. Can, can you, can, I just want to drill down that a little bit more. Though. Why, why specifically does, you know, I'm, I'm Joe Billionaire. I made widgets. I sold those widgets. I made mm. billions of dollars, you know. Yeah selling those widgets, making those widgets. Therefore, those billions of dollars are mine. Why am I the enemy of healthcare? Well, you didn't make those widgets, did you? Mm. Because you Mm. employed thousands of people and paid Mm. them less than a living wage Mm. to make those widgets for Mm. you. Okay, stop. This is 
this is where she reveals that the 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 idea of how the economy works that she has i'm not i'm not gonna i don't know her well enough to say whether or not the woman is a marxist but what she just expressed is the alienation principle of alienating labor from its product in an almost perfect form that would have been very recognizable by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. That in a nutshell, okay, you didn't make the widgets. You hired labor and you paid them slave, slave wages to do it. That is almost exactly the sound of someone making the alienation argument. Right? That widget doesn't really belong to Bill Gates or to Jeff Bezos. It belongs to the workers who produced it. And again, it fails to recognize the contribution, the contribution that is made by the entrepreneur. What do you, what, what do you think an entrepreneur does? They organize the various elements and they take risk. There is a fundamental belief in the system that 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 Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Sanders are promoting, which says government can remove all the risk in the world. It can't. Any anyone that has spent any time trying to understand risk recognizes that there's some irreducible level. And it's just a question of who's going to bear the consequences of the risk. Right? What Representative Ocasio-Cortez is doing is saying, oh, I, I like certain parts of capitalism. I like, I like that they made this stuff, but they can't keep it. They have to give it back. And we, collectively as people, have to be the ones to take it from them. Meaning that if you take a risk and gain, we all get the gain. But you'll never hear a Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez talk about what happens to the people who took risk and lost. The losses lie where they happen, but the gains are confiscated. That's the nature of the policy that you're hearing here. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model and it's about respect for officials opponents the rules and each other the result it transcends sports it gives us hope for the future 
high school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. You know who the best steward of your own money is. Learn the right skills by attending a free investing class near you this week. Call now, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Thank you for listening. We're spending some time going through some of the comments made by uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at an MLK breakfast interviewed by Ta-Nisi Coates. Um, and I'm going to say it's somewhere in New York City. I think it's Brooklyn. I'm going to, I mean, I, 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 maybe, they, maybe they took her into Manhattan for this one. I don't know. It's possible. Don't know. Uh, but at any rate, she's just made the case, just made the case that that in fact the workers who made the products, you know, were in essence taken advantage of by, be it Bezos or Gates or Tim Cook at Apple or whomever. And then she continues in talking about this, basically pitching Marxian alienation theory. Uh, alienation of labor theory um, to the audience at the MLK breakfast. Continue, Wyatt. Make those widgets. Mm. You sat on a couch mm. while thousands of people were paid w- modern-day slave wages, mm. and in some cases, real stop. Slave. All right, you can you can sort of say he maybe took advantage of it. I I disagree with you. But that's okay. But for someone to say Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos sat on a couch, okay, that's just a bit hyperbolic, isn't it, Representative? Continue. Real modern-day slavery, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you are in, our, in, in terms of food production, mm-hmm. um, you made that money off, off the backs of undocumented people. Mm-hmm. You made that money off of the backs of... Um, black and brown people being paid off a living wage, uh, under a living wage. You, mm. you made that money off of the backs of single mothers. And who, all of these people who are literally dying mm-hmm. because they can't afford to live. Mm-hmm. And so no one ever oh. makes a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You take a billion dollars. Stop. That one is the one. It's not going to be the thing you said I was going to edit. It's that one that we're keeping. You didn't take a billion dollars. Here is the question. If you're paying somebody far less than their value, every other every other entrepreneur, every other, to use your terms, young lady, every other billionaire out there has an incentive to pay you a little more to get you away. Okay? If I'm paying you a hundred dollars and you're giving me a thousand dollars of value right so that i'm making 900 bucks off your labor currently someone else is making no money off your labor but could offer you say 200 dollars, double your income why would they do that because they still make 800 dollars where before they were making zero that's how markets work Markets will bid the wages of those individuals up to the point where they're receiving the value of what they produce. And it's from the competition of the billionaires with each other. We Billionaires don't compete with workers. Billionaires compete with billionaires. Okay? You don't have to watch Succession to know that, although it's fun. 
You never see the... I mean, you very rarely see the workers. You very rarely see the see the workers in 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 the, those stories. You see the competition between the billionaires. Owners compete against owners. Workers compete against other workers. It's not owners competing with workers. Continue. And it's not and. All of that to say is that it's, and I'm not here to to villainize and to say billionaires are inherently morally corrupt. Uh, They are. Yeah. Some disagree with me, clearly. Um, I mean, I think there is a case, but but it's it's not to say that. It's to say that this system that we live in, life in capitalism, right. always ends in billionaires. Hmm. If you don't do Stop. it... Stop! Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. Yes? Tell me when you get to the bad part. Right? It's supposed... That is what's supposed to happen. That aspiration... To be the next billionaire is incredibly important. So she basically is saying, I want a system where there are no billionaires. Okay. Where was that? Name me the place where that happened. I don't think it exists. But if you can name one, I'd be interested in having that conversation with you, young lady. Continue. Someone else will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's who decides to make that choice mm-hmm. is kind of just up to, you know, circumstance. Mm. But this no. thing that Stop. we live in. It's not up to circumstance. It is up. It, 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 does luck play a role in someone becoming wealthy? Sure it does. Yep, you're right. Does luck play a role in other people experiencing disaster? Yep, sure it does. Should we tax windfalls? Maybe. I'm much more comfortable with that than a lot of the wealth taxes I'm seeing. But, but what she's saying is anyone that's experienced a, a high wealth is a windfall. Because, of course, you didn't make it. You took it. Continue. In mm-hmm. starves people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we have to fight for an advanced society. And, you know, for that, I am called a radical. I am called this every name in the book. Um, But I just happen to have the view that humanity has lived in many systems and many ways that we organized our society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have lived through monarchy. We have lived through slaveocracy. Mm -hmm. We have lived... You know, in the times and societies that our ancestors established mm-hmm. and were um, decimated. Mm-hmm. But all of this is temporary. Mercantilism is temporary. Slaveocracy. Stop. In monarchy, in slaveocracy, in mercantilism, what was the wealth of the average citizen? It was about $2 a day. It was the income of that person we talked about in the in the documentary about in rural china people in rural china even in 2000 were living with roughly the same level of income that they were living with in that they were living with a thousand years ago 2000 years ago 3000 years ago only in the last only in the last two centuries has economic growth that lifted a massive number of people. Over a billion people went from making less than $2 a day to making more than f- making 5 to $10 a day. Moving from abject grinding poverty to something at least a little better. True, in some of those countries, $10 a day will, will feed you and put a roof over your head. True, your life isn't going to be fabulous, 
But you'll have you're not you're but you're certainly better off with five to ten dollars a day than you were with a buck and a half to two dollars a day. That is the that is the real difference here. Okay, you've got people who who make environmental claims and talk about the hockey stick of of, of temperature. The hockey stick of economic growth is the miracle of capitalism, of this, is the miracle of capitalism. It is only after the death of mercantilism, Ricardo, brought on by, by the field of economics branching away from moral philosophy. It was only then that that a wider and wider circle now constituting a majority of of the world's population was able to get out of the out of the dollar and a half to 2 dollars a day to that higher level and she would say because a few of them are billionaires because that system creates billionaires it has to die and some other project has to come in its place madam can you assure me that it will be better than it was before. We're going to play a little bit more of, of Representative Ocasio-Cortez right after this, and then I want to tell you about two places which were both with that $2 a day world. One of them fabulously wealthy, one of them not. We'll be back after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. <laughs> Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Since 1992, Cormark Metals has been providing businesses and do-it-yourselfers materials and services needed to complete their projects, from steel, fabrication, engineer design services, and more. Join their community to shop and get inspired. Visit CormarkMetals.com. Jitterbug. 
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440, final segment. We've been playing some clips of uh, Representative Ocasio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Is it Alexandria or Alexandra? Maybe Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Maybe I've been saying that wrong. It's okay. It's an extra syllable. It's yours for free. Okay? From me to you. Anyway, let's... Let's run out the remainder. I don't know how much is left on that second clip, but uh, let's go ahead and play that, play the rest of that, Wyatt, for them. Evolved into Jim Crow, evolved into American apartheid. Mm -hmm. But I, I believe that mercantilism was temporary. And King talked about this too. You know, when mm -hmm. we talk about King, no one talks about the dangerous King. Mm -hmm. No one talks about the anti-capitalist King. No one talks about the anti-poverty King. Um, and I believe that where we are right now are mm. at the edges of an untenable system mm. that is starting to crack. Mm. Mm. So, so she's clearly, and again, I referenced at the beginning of her talk, she, the beginning of this segment, that, or the previous segment, that she's talking about the alienation of labor at the beginning of this. Her view is that it is, it is an illegitimate acquisition of power for someone with with a significant amount of wealth to acquire the labor of other people and take that product and use it to their own benefit that's a marxian argument it has been made it has been made ever since das kapital and that continues that that and and within das kapital she says at the end this system is going to go away well in what she's expressed is, you know, that that hierarchy of mercantilism, and then capitalism, and then and then she says that we're at the edge of where that's going to crack and go away. Well, if you read Das Kapital, what comes after that? Socialism. That's what she's that's what she's asking. That's what she's promoting in that slip. I, I wish I could play this third clip for you, and we're not going to have time for that because I really want to want to sort of point out how to think about this in, in, in some terms. I mentioned at the beginning of the hour that, uh, that uh, Robert Lawson, a professor from SMU, uh, who wrote this book, Socialism Sucks, gave a talk here. And I know he, based on the comments, I know he showed that very famous picture that I know you, you're aware of, of North and South Korea, with South Korea at, at night, South Korea having all its lights on, North Korea looking dark, and Powell makes the statement that in fact that in fact the lights are off because nobody can afford electricity there. And one of the people in the audience, uh, uh, during a conversation on our uh, at the university afterwards, suggested, "No, that's not it. They turned the lights off because they're afraid they're going to be bombed by the Americans." So it has nothing to do with with the state of economic development there. And I always love the I always love the ability of people who support Sanders, Ocasio Cortez, and this progressive view to find reasons why whatever example it is you give to them isn't real capitalism, isn't real this or that, you know, or isn't real socialism, uh, and so forth. There's a new book out by Neil Monnery. Neil Monnery did this fabulous biography. And basically took out one of the people I wanted to write a book about. I have, I, I have, I had in my head two biographies I wanted to write. They were both British, British economists, both studying in the first part of the 20th century in different parts of the country, one in Scotland, one in England. And Monnery wrote a book about, about the first one that I was thinking of, that the one that I was thinking about writing about, which was John Copperthwaite, who was the governor of Hong Kong during the 1950s. If you've ever seen the, Mil the famous Fr Milton Friedman Free to Choose videos, the first scene in the first episode is shot in the, in the, in the harbor at Hong Kong and then looks across from Hong Kong to Kowloon at that time. Now that film was made in the late 70s. And at that time the difference was um, was really stark. 
in this new book that he's that that has been written a tale of two economies the subtitle is hong kong cuba and the two men who shaped them the two men is copperthwaite which is now monterey's bag is basically he is the biographer of john copperthwaite and uh, c-o-w-p-e-r-t-h-w-a-i-t-e so it's a long long name but he's now added to that a comparison. He's in this new book is a comparison between Copperthwaite and the leader and the leader of the economic revolution in another country that changed about ten years later. They're both located on the same. They're both located on on a, the same latitude, geographically. One country is very close to a very large neighbor. The other country is not quite as close, but kind of close to a large neighbor. The one that's closest to a large neighbor that's poor is Hong Kong. The one that's close to a large neighbor that's rich is Cuba. And while people will, will immediately jump to Castro, the economic plan for the development of Cuba during the early days of Fidel Castro was not done by Castro. It was done by Che Guevara. And so those who would promote that, who, who want to understand the difference between them, if you don't like the North Korea-South Korea picture, I encourage you to look at the picture of Cuba versus Hong Kong. Get pictures of it right around the time of the revolution, of Castro's revolution. So get pictures of, of Hong Kong and Havana, circa 1960, somewhere a year or two on either side of that. And I get pictures of the two places today. Right? No one's threatening to bomb either place, although the Cubans clearly like, like the fact that they can talk about the threat of the United States. The United States has not threatened them, indeed, indeed. Uh, things are calmer between these two countries than pretty much any time in the previous 50 years. Hong Kong has its issues with China, but it's it's managing okay. And just ask yourself, where would you rather be? What country would you rather live in? What set of rights would you prefer? I think the answer is fairly obvious, and I'll leave it to your own thoughts. We'll be back here next week with a GDP report and everything else you might hear. Thank you for all of the production today, Wyatt. Thank you, John Berg, for pulling those those clips for us from, from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And we'll see you next week here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Oh, 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 this is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car... I finally realized my battery was dying, so I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad, but they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive, or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. 
You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet, from the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Business 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call Business 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. 